Sean, what's up? How's it going, man? Good, good. How you doing? Uh, um, doing a lot better than I was last week. Oh, last week was rough, huh? Yeah, and it lasted all the way up until like Tuesday of this week. Uh, yeah, I was just, I was done. I was ready to get over that crap. Yeah, I mean, you caught it, what, a couple weeks in a row? You had like a month ago, too, huh? Yeah. Oh, I mean, I'm just glad that it's all clearing up. I mean, I don't know what the heck I took. All I know is that it was, it was a, uh, I don't know if it was a bug or what, but. I ended up taking some Mucinex. A lot of stuff started clearing up, and I started hacking crap up, and I was just like, oh, yeah, I'm done. Huh. Took the weekend off, so, huh? Well, actually, now I have um, the rest of this week off because, well, my son's on spring break. I, My wife has to work. I have no one who can watch my kid. It was kind of late notice, so... Oh, you got the week yeah. off. Yep. I got the rest of this week off, and then I'm probably going out for my wife's birthday on Saturday. And nice. Yeah. But nice. Nice. that's not what we're uh, here to talk about. We're here to talk about some uh, some sports news here on yeah. the – what was it? The South Central – what was it? The Mid-South. Mid-South. That's Mid-South. what it was. Mid-South. Mid-South. So, I'm from the South Florida. You're from the Mid-South Midwest over there. Let's go ahead and... Let's go ahead and talk. The brackets are... <laughs> brackets. I mean, obviously, you don't have yours anymore. Um, mine's still kind of running. Villanova's my... Villanova is my champ. I'm kind of scared with them going up against West Virginia tomorrow. Um, but the shocker of the one that I told you to make sure that you should have kept an eye on was Loyola Chicago. Oh, yeah. Loyola Chicago. They beat some team. I forgot who it was. Damn. I Damn. mean. Damn. I mean, you sit there and you think about it. Loyola, Chicago, a team that, you know, nobody had. Yeah, nobody had any idea what was no idea. them. But Sean did. But <laughs> <clears throat> I hate to say it. Um, I was, I was right. Kind of. Um, a lot of people are predicting that Loyola Chicago beats Nevada tonight. As a matter of fact, that is tonight. Um, and they advance. If they do advance, I mean, man, you talk about a dream season for them. Cinderella, baby. Yeah, I mean, you you've got you've got Florida State tonight too, going up against Gonzaga, Kansas State going up against Kentucky, Texas A and M going up against Michigan, and then Loyola Chicago going up against Nevada. Watch out for Florida. Yeah, I I, I would have to agree. You I know, I, I'm sure you hate to say that. It's like you saying go Kentucky. <laughs> ah, ha, ha, ha. Yeah, fuck. Nah. Can't do that. Um So who would you want to see out of the four four games tonight? Like I said, Loyola Chicago versus Nevada, Texas A&M and Michigan, Kansas State Okay, let me let me go team like game by game. Who do you okay. want to see advance between Loyola Chicago and Nevada? I like to say Loyola, Loyola Chicago. At least I won't feel bad. My team yeah. got beat by <laughs> <decent> team. 
At this point, fuck. <laughs> Ride with Um, what about Texas A&M and Michigan? Oh, go Big Blue. I've always like I've always Michigan from afar. Kansas State, Kentucky. Oh, Kansas State. I hate Calipari. <laughs> <laughs> Florida State, Gonzaga. Uh, you know, like I uh, uh, I gotta go with uh, oh, too many people at work talking shit. Go Gonzaga. <laughs> you know, almost came to a point of you saying, uh, you know, you might as well go ahead and watch your mouth with that whole Florida State. Um, the odds and ends. They got Nevada minus one and a half against Loyola Chicago. Their picks are Chicago tonight, Michigan tonight, Kentucky tonight, and Gonzaga. Good picks. Those are the four. Um, And then tomorrow you have Kansas and Clemson, Villanova and West Virginia, Duke and Syracuse, Purdue and Texas. Tech. Uh, the pros are saying Kansas wins, Villanova wins, Duke wins, Texas Tech wins over Purdue. Um, as far as my brackets are concerned, don't get me wrong, we both had busted brackets. Everyone was busted once Oklahoma and Virginia went out. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, especially Virginia. I mean, <laughs> I, I did not expect that to happen. 125 and 0 was the number one seed before that game. I, I was just, I was in shock. I mean, who was it? UMBC that beat them? Yeah. Who, the, University I mean, of, the University of Baltimore, Maryland. Who? Yeah. Exactly. My point exactly. I mean, you got a 16 seed. I mean, don't get me wrong. They could have won their next game. They could have won that next game. But they they were probably just as shocked as everybody else. Holy crap, we just beat a number one seed. You want to talk about a Cinderella story? That would have been it. Oh, without a doubt. No, 110%. The, the way they played was just incredible. I did not expect that out of a 16 seed, especially. I guess I mean, the, top seed, the, the top seed. Yeah, against the top seed. No, nobody, nobody expected that. No. Nah, oof. And that, that was the thing. So, let's see, tonight. Oh, my dogs are fighting. Uh-oh. A pit and a Maltese poodle-looking thing. Woo! Ooh, we know I, who... Yeah, the other dog. <laughs> really. Um, so, we're, we're sitting here talking, you know, about the NCAA brackets and how, how much they impacted... A lot of people at the time, um, especially you, because the very next day, I believe I remember getting or listening to a podcast that you turned on, and all I hear was a bunch of torn paper. Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, I mean... yeah. <laughs> I, 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 oh, yes. That was they were like it was like scrap paper, bro. It was just like uh, psh, I couldn't even look at it no more. It was just sickening. So the chances are either Kansas State or Kentucky will play Loyola Chicago or Nevada in the next round. Um, I'd, uh, I'd really like to see Loyola Chicago go. Yeah. I'd even like them go even further than you know the Elite Eight. And then possibly the final four. Obviously, not a whole lot of people want to see Loyola Chicago win the NCAA championship, but the hey. chances out there. So go ride with it. I mean, I mean, look what they did to Tennessee. 
they came back and they came back and they beat Tennessee. They were down like 14 points, I believe. They came back and they beat them by one. Uh, and that that was the thing with Loyola Chicago. Nobody expected, especially going up against Miami, nobody expected Loyola Chicago to win. But living down here, there were thoughts of that the Hurricanes were missing one of their best players and that that team, that Hurricane team wasn't that great, which I don't follow the Hurricanes all that much in basketball-wise. But, I mean, they were supposed to have one of the top freshmen in the country, but he choked oh, the ball. The fact, Alan, now that, now that I think about it, now with you, you being down in Florida, what was the reaction like down there whenever – you know, Loyola Chicago beat Miami. Well, what was the reaction like down there with Florida fans? How how did they react to the whole situation? You would you know what you would you would think really crazy, but not really. You know why? Because it's not Miami football. When it comes to basketball, they're just up and coming. The Hurricane program. Now, if this was football. There'd be a whole different story. The the, the town would be burnt down by now, probably. <laughs> it's it's hurricane basketball, you know, like they're the U, but they're like the baby U. The hurricane football team is the U, you know. That's yeah. And so it was a quick turnaround, maybe a day or two, and the sports radio stations were over it. Everyone stopped talking about it, and they're back to the the Dolphins and whatnot. That's pretty much it. It was like a two day, one two day turnaround. Nothing like crazy. So is that basically what it's like down there in Florida? You know, is it like that with all basketball teams like Florida State, Miami? You know, you, you've got those big college names down there. Is it that same exact way down there as it is, you know, whenever it comes to football? Is Florida State football bigger than yes. the basketball? Yeah, oh, without a doubt. Okay. All the – all the Florida football teams are 110% bigger than the basketball teams. There's no question. So, like Florida State, Florida Gators, Miami yeah. Hurricanes. It's all about But Florida is a football state because we, we're always, for the most part, one of our teams are always in the mix for the national title. I mean, I mean, this year the Hurricanes were there to the last game of the season. So, so they got beat by Pittsburgh. So they, I mean, it's always FSU's always in it. Usually, I mean, they had a down year because they were hurt. But yeah, it's definitely always football comes first down here. Dolphins come first. Tampa Bay comes first. So I mean, it's it really, Robert, I mean, the Miami Heat obviously is a big deal. Yeah, I mean, especially when they have LeBron down here. Yeah. Definitely when they so, so, so whenever it comes to you know, Miami Dolphins, uh, take president. You know, yeah, they, they take they Miami take, Heat. So, so basically, it's your more higher up of football, and then so so exactly how would that rank? You know, you got your NFL, you got your NBA, you got your NCAA football, then you got your basketball down there at the bottom, obviously. Yeah, definitely without a hundred percent. It goes it, down in South Florida. It goes Dolphins, Heat, probably Pan, the Florida Panthers. Um, the herd, the basketball team probably goes comes in. The Hurricane baseball basketball team comes in uh, up above the Florida the Marlins. Let's put it that way. That's about it. Oh man. Yeah, it's not a big. Like I said, South Florida is football, 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 just because of its rich history. Well, I mean, you see, that's the thing up here, you know, in Arkansas. It's not really – obviously, our Arkansas Razorbacks football team, it's not that great, and it really hasn't been for the past few years. Everybody always looks forward to the baseball hogs and uh, maybe sometimes here and there the basketball hogs. I, I don't really enjoy the basketball hogs that much. I'm shocked they even made it to the tournament. I'm glad they did, but obviously they lost. But I'm always looking forward to – you know, the Diamond Hogs playing, they're, they're always good every single year. 
Razorbacks football, I'm not big on it because they they suck every year. I'm a Razorback fan. I love my Razorbacks. I always will. But whenever it comes, because you see, we we don't have the NFL. We don't have the NBA here. The closest thing we have is Oklahoma City Thunder. Right. And when the Thunder came around, you know, everybody jumped on that bandwagon. Katie. Right here in this, right here in this mid South Central area, everybody jumped on that Oklahoma City Thunder bandwagon. Wow! And when I, I wasn't one of them, I've always been a Boston Celtics fan. Sorry, Alan. Uh, <laughs> it could be worse. Big fan. Uh, <laughs> I've always. What was it? I said you could always be a Nick fan. It could be worse. I could always be a Nick fan, but That's I'm a Boston right. fan, and it's really weird with my with my favorite sports because I got my favorite sports on the East Coast in the NBA. I got my favorite NFL on the West Coast, and then I've got my favorite college in the center. So I mean, it 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 just varies, but. You know, and and that's the thing with NBA. I I try to catch as much Boston Celtics as I can. NFL, obviously, I'm going to catch as much Chargers as I can. College, I am always stuck on this NCAA basketball championship. I, I don't really watch very many college basketball, but man, when the like we've talked about before in these podcasts, you know, whenever these championship games come around. Things get interesting in Loyola, Chicago. They are they are sheer proof. They're definitely the most interesting team in the uh, – oh, wait, the one other team that's very interesting. I totally forgot. Syracuse. Syracuse. They're a big – they're, oh, they're like yeah. – I was thinking the exact same thing. I mean, they're, they're both the 11 seed and they're both in the Sweet 16. Obviously, Syracuse going up against Duke, that might – that will – quite possibly be a tough one. Loyola, Chicago, I feel like can actually get yeah, – I, I feel that, yeah, they can possibly get that done and they can knock Nevada out of the way and look forward to Kentucky or Kansas State, which I really right. hope Kentucky doesn't move on, obviously, as CC. I don't really – and that's the thing with Kentucky football or Kentucky basketball. You know, they, they kind of range the exact same way whenever it comes to football, basketball. Obviously – Kentucky's up there and basketball and you know you've got your college teams out there that range from you know you got your Alabama and Auburn Tigers down there in the south which a lot a lot of Auburn people will look at basketball and rank them as good as their football what I don't know if you've ever heard about that I've I've seen a bunch. I I met a bunch of Auburn fans, and that that was the thing because um, a lot of – obviously, Gus Malzahn, I played under him whenever he was up here in high school. Um, I I played under him. The guy is a genius, and it seemed like whenever he left left the Springdale Bulldogs and went to the Arkansas Razorbacks and then left the Razorbacks and went to Tulsa and then Arkansas State, you know, everybody kept following him where he went. And when they did, they followed him to Auburn. And then people started getting interested in Auburn football. Then they started getting interested in Auburn basketball. And I'm like, okay, so what's the big deal? I've talked to Auburn fans before, and I've got their opinions. They're, they range from some like the basketball more than they do the football program. And sometimes it's because, and this was before Malzahn even came around, and people were saying, you know, well, we don't like, we don't like the Auburn football because of Gus Malzahn. He, I, we just don't feel like he's running that team as good as it should have, as good as it should be. They're always there. That's what I'm saying, and that's the thing. They are always there. They're always right there, and they're always fighting, beating Alabama. I mean, how often have you ever seen a team like Auburn turn around and beat a number one seed like Auburn or Alabama? 
Auburn's not, always beating Alabama. Not, not me. I mean, Auburn's the only team that, that consistently competes with Alabama. Once in a while, you get your Texas A&M that year with Johnny football, but I mean, it's always, you know, it's always. Or then uh, Clemson was the only team that really competed with them at the end. But, but this year, Auburn did it. A few years ago, they did it. It's crazy. Wow. People. Well, I, Alan, I, I do know that uh, we have been on this topic for quite some time as NCAA college basketball and football are concerned. Um, I've basically knocked out both my topics. Now, <laughs> the real out topic which you can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and everything else on social media as far as our topic is concerned, has a very interesting topic to talk about tonight. The, Alan, did take you, it away. Did you see a list that came out from top 20 most dominating athletes? I have not seen that yet. Okay, let me just – I think it's the last decade or uh, century. Oh, uh, let me see here. 20th anniversary edition of the, the, the last 20 years. Let me start with number one, Tiger Woods. Wow. I was better off to listen to you go from number 20. <laughs> well, I'm not going to go through the whole thing. It'll take forever. I was going to go like top 10. All right. You serious? He's at number one. Tiger Woods in the last 20 years. Not taking away the last okay, few years. Well, okay, 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 yeah. Never mind then, because if we're going the last 20 years, yeah, I see Tiger. I see why they put Tiger Woods at number one. You see, okay, you see Tiger Woods number one. I, I do too. I mean, what that guy did in the 2000s, man, golf-wise, nobody could touch that guy. Exactly. And, and like, you know, you have the uh, – golf's not as exciting, I think, anyway – as it used to be whenever Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods, when those two guys would go at it and they were always competing against each other, man, golf was so worth watching for me. Oh, yeah. So but worth watching. When Tiger Woods went downhill, that was it. I mean, I just – I couldn't get back into golf. I mean, obviously, you know, you got Rory McIlroy in there. You know, you got those big names in there. But whenever I saw Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson go at it – It was just great to see. That was, yeah, that was – well worth watching. But can I tell you something? What was it? Two week, the last two weeks that he's been in tournaments and been up there, I watched that whole Sunday. <laughs> I watched those two. Oh wow, really? He's been up there again. He's been up there on the leaderboard. In the first tournament he played, he was uh, one uh, birdie away from tying and going to over uh, over the extra holes. Their own form overtime. So he's wow. He's, yeah, he's starting to make his. This season, four, uh, his form again, somewhat anyway. Okay, so we pretty much agree on Tiger. So, number two. Yeah, I'll, I'll agree on Tiger. All right, LeBron James. I could probably agree on LeBron, too. You know, that that's where things get a little tricky for me because you've got someone like LeBron James who has, you know, made his mark in Cleveland, obviously, and then came down to Miami and he made his mark in Miami. And whenever he did that, you know, he won a championship down there. He's won a championship in Cleveland. Obviously, Tiger ranks up there as one of the guys that have, you know, won championship after championship, getting the gold jacket, getting all that. I honestly expect them to be tied at number one. I, I can't really say that Tiger's number one now that you say that. Because, I mean, I, I'd expect LeBron to be. Wow. You there? Yeah, I'm still here. Yeah, I, def- I definitely take LeBron. It's it's so it's like a coin flip almost, you know? Ready for number three? You'll like this one. What do you got? Peyton Manning. Wow, there you go again with more. I mean, obviously Peyton Manning didn't win the Super Bowls that he was meant to win. Right. But at the same time, I I feel, wow, I don't know. 
I'll tell you what someone else is related, and we can argue, we can talk about that for a second. But Peyton Manning is so tough because he dominated, but did he dominate like Tom Brady dominated? I mean, yeah, you had the Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Wars. And, and they were always great. That's like the – Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. That's like the Tiger Woods. and Yeah, exactly. I mean, that was so worth watching. So worth watching. And 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 that's the thing with Tiger Woods or uh, with Peyton Manning and uh, Tom Brady. When when Peyton Manning retired, I was like, "Huh." So what what's uh, football going to bring now? And then and then now you look at it, and uh, now you look at it. Tom Brady doesn't really have a quarterback competition in, out there anymore. The only, the only thing close is Aaron. Aaron Rodgers, the and they, are, they never really play. Play. Yeah. I mean, exactly. I mean, they don't. This year they're gonna play. This year they play each other. That's, and you know, like I said, the the Tom Brady's, the Peyton Manning's, the LeBron James, Tiger Woods. You know, those guys, they're, they're big names. And I see the dominance in both all, – all of them, especially those top three. Right. Um, I, I wouldn't uh, – I don't know. Tiger Woods – Tiger Woods is up there. Yeah. I, I'm not going to argue with number one. I, I, I can't – I can't argue with number one. He he's just in the past twenty years. T- Tiger Woods has shown his dominance. Um, and don't get me wrong, LeBron James is fighting it. Uh, and and Peyton Manning obviously showed his way through the NFL. Let me give you number. And it, it, do you watch much NASCAR? I I I try and catch NASCAR every now and then. Jimmy Johnson, number four. I'm not. I'm not going to argue with that. I won't. The guy won what three, four championships in a row. It's uh, yeah. I'm reading. I'm reading now. He won from two, 2006 to 2010. Yeah, you see, four years in a row. That guy was freaking dominating. That whole team was dominating. I, I dominating that that whole those whole four years. That's all you ever heard was that number 48 Lowe's car going through the finish line every single – like, constantly. That that guy was always on top. Four years in a row, I mean, that, that doesn't happen very often. Dale Earnhardt, yeah, he was great. He, he was up there. But, man, Jimmy Johnson made that run, and that's all you ever heard about in NASCAR in the late 2000s. Right. And number five, Roger Federer. He dominated for a long time in tennis. Oh, he yeah. Definitely, he definitely has. And, and you know, you, you know, it's good to hear these top 20 most dominant players because they're, they're not just looking at, you know, high sport names like the NFL, NBA, or anything like that. They're actually looking beyond that. They're looking no. at tennis, golf. You know everything, NASCAR even. Dude, if I tell you who number six is, I, I I think I remember her, but I'm not like number six is a woman golfer named Annika Sorstam. Now I think I remember her a little bit, but I don't remember much about her. But she was number six, so they really went out. They really went out and looked. You know, it wasn't just like your top sports. You know, I mean, woman golfer. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and you see, that's another thing. It's not just men either. So they did a damn good job on it, I feel. The ESPN did a phenomenal job. Like number seven, Michael Schumacher. He was that race car driver, uh, Formula One driver. Oh, yeah. He was a beast. <laughs> and, and you see, that's the thing. and that That's why I'm glad they, they ranked it the way they did. Even, you know, it, it's not an NFL player or an NBA player like LeBron or Peyton or Tom Brady or anybody like that that's at number one. Yeah. You're looking at someone that was in golf. You know, and that's Tom still Brady. In golf. 
Tom Brady's name hasn't been mentioned yet. I kind of don't want to hear his name. I've heard enough of him. <laughs> I know that. I don't know. I don't know if you watched it on Facebook, but Tom versus Time. It was on Facebook Watch. I, I watched it and I, I got through maybe five minutes of it. And I was like, oh no. I've heard this guy talk so many times before. I just don't want to do it anymore. So I turned it off. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm lived down here, and all I hear about is Brady because of playing with them twice a year. I can have enough. But I do think he's one of the most dominating athletes in 20 years. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. I, he, he, will, he will rank up. I mean, you look at this, you know, five, ten years from now, and Tom Brady's going to be mentioned in that most dominating set. Right, exactly. Now, here's number eight, which you could maybe agree with Floyd Mayweather. Yeah, that son of a bitch. Yeah, I know. And you know what? He fought. He, he, he didn't fight everyone he could have fought, and he waited around for a long time to fight Pacquiao. And I don't want to get into the Conor McGregor bullshit. <laughs> but the guy never lost a fight. And that's a, that's the thing that you can sit there and you can actually say, <laughs> you know, he he's won fights and he is undefeated. And yes, he beat Conor McGregor. And yes... Still rumor is going around strong that Conor McGregor and Floyd Money Mayweather will see each other again, but this time in a UFC octagon. Let, let's get into that. Right. Let's get to that real quick. We'll make that my second topic, actually. Okay. Well, but let me just tell you real quick where Tom, before I go, Tom Brady is behind Serena Williams in this list real quick. He's behind. A... Really? <laughs> <laughs> I told you. It's crazy. Well, I can't really say much. I mean, Serena Williams dominates tennis. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Hell, yeah. I mean, as a woman, I mean, you, you've got your very many ranges of women in tennis, but Serena Williams, she's she's going to be up there as one of the top tennis players in women history. Who's the other one? Anna Kornikova or something like that? Yeah. Oh, exactly. I mean, you, you've got your names out there. I mean, Serena Williams, I see why she's up there, as, you know, above Tom Brady. Tom Brady's number uh, eight. She's, he's what? Number 20. He started off the top 20 list at number 20. Yeah, and Barry Bonds is ahead of this guy. Mike Trout is ahead of this guy. <laughs> Somebody doesn't like Tom Brady on in ESPN. <laughs> I, I, I would really wish I could sit there and say, okay, you know, I feel like Tom Brady should be ranked higher, but the guy's still playing the game, right? So, you know, don't don't count him out yet. Yeah, if he gets one more Super Bowl, he's gonna be right up there in the top ten. Yeah, I mean, don't count that guy out yet because I'm going to tell you now, Tom Brady's still like – I hate to say it because he's in the AFC, but he, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Ever. Without a shadow of a doubt. I, I can't do – no doubt. Ever one of the best quarterbacks of all time. Can't even deny it. I, I mean, I might – I might – you know, I don't hate the guy I mean, because he's a great player. I mean, I just dislike because he's – you know, he plays against – he plays for the Patriots. He plays against my team twice. But the guy is the best quarterback I've ever seen. It burned on hands down. I mean, you also got to think about it like this, Alan, because the guy is 40 years old, and he's still throwing the ball like he's 25. I mean, you, you don't get that out of the quarterback. I don't know what they're doing with Brady, you know, behind closed doors, but the guy – He's a beast. He, yeah, he's just – there's a reason why he is nicknamed the GOAT. And he carries that name very well. The greatest of all time in quarterback history. Don't get me wrong. You have your Peyton Mannings. You have your Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers. 
you know, Dan Marino's – you've got everybody. Troy Aikman. The list goes on and on. Yeah. Joe Montana. You know, Steve Young. Joe Montana, Steve Young, you know. They, I, just, I mean, these guys are huh. – Brett Favre. Right. But Tom – And that's the thing. Tom Brady, he's on a different level as far as quarterbacks are concerned. Oh, well, that – him and, like I said, him and Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was another one. He was such a, uh, you know, you couldn't count those two out ever, ever in the game. Ever. ever. Nah, they're too no, they're couldn't. But, but what you were saying about uh, the Connor, the Connor, Connor Floyd, what do you think about that one? <sighs> I didn't like it whenever the boxing came around. I didn't like it because, man, Floyd will, Floyd will rip you apart in the boxing ring. Right. He will make you swing your hardest punches. He will get you tired, and that's exactly what Mayweather did with McGregor. But in an octagon, <laughs> you're looking, you're looking at someone like Conor McGregor, who is what twenty two and four, twenty two and something like that I don't even know but the fact is is that Conor McGregor going up against Floyd Money Mayweather and Conor's in McGregor's area of expertise I don't see okay Floyd he he's small he's fast but being surrounded in an octagon a caged octagon where he's not that great at. He's 21 and three. See, <laughs> and Conor McGregor, is, he, he's been in there with the best. The notorious. The best. He's limping weight and fought. What's his, remember when he fought Diaz? I mean, he got beat the first time, but he fought Diaz yeah. in two days, three days notice. I mean, you can't, you can't not say they call him the notorious one for a reason. And he he backs it up every time he steps foot in that octagon. Yeah, he talks a lot of shit. Obviously, you know, you're going to hear McGregor talk a lot of shit, especially whenever it comes to boxing. And Floyd. And, yeah. Even if it's Floyd. I mean, you're going to talk shit. And Connor not only does that, but whenever he's doing it, whenever it's for a UFC fight, boy, does that guy back it up. Oh, the first time I saw I- I've watched him fight so many fights. The first time I saw Conor fight was against Aldo. And I swear to God, I've never seen someone knock someone out in eight seconds. But he did yeah. one swing and then Conor just wrecked him. One punch. Put him on his put him to sleep. And, and you see, that's the thing with Conor. You know, you're going to step foot in his ring. With no box. You're not going to be stepping. Yeah, with no boxing gloves. I mean, these UFC gloves are... They're not soft. They're not. No, no. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I play, you know, UFC 2 on PlayStation 4. Right. And um, I've used Conor McGregor before. And, but at the same time, you know, I also watch UFC. Man, I'm telling you, when you see someone get hit so hard and their knees buckle, and, you know, they're all – you can tell their eyes are just glazed over and they're fixing to get knocked out. Man, you talk about some heart-beating, you know, fast-paced action. My heart so – I, I start getting, you know, all freaking pumped up. Like, holy crap, knock his ass out, knock his ass out. Get him, get him, ground and pound, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If I see that happen to Mayweather inside of an octagon ring – Oh my gosh! I hope Connor just ground and pounds and knocks his ass out so hard. Well, you know they'll stop. Him. I really do. I, I I think Connor, honestly, to tell you the truth, Alan, I think Connor's going to sit there and toy with Mayweather a little bit in the octagon. He did in the ring, like Floyd did in the ring. Yeah, just like how Floyd did in the ring. You're going to see that same exact reaction from McGregor. And let me tell you another thing about Floyd. Floyd has horrible hands. He he's broken his hands in at least four or five times in fights. So I, I can't see him bare knuckle boxing pretty much 
with a guy and, and not breaking a hand. I just can't see it. And taking those kicks? Oh, come on. <laughs> oh. and, and you see, that's where that's where Floyd had it lucky in that boxing match because Connor couldn't pick up his feet. Right. Connor couldn't go for a single leg takedown or, you know, get him in a tie position and start kneeing him right there in the stomach or anything. Connor couldn't do all that. The only thing he could do was throw his hands, which no, don't get me wrong. He's good at, right. But you let Connor McGregor lift up a foot. Oh God. Hitting Floyd in the legs continuously. Oh God. Oh, exactly. And that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to get to, man. I can't – I don't see Mayweather getting out of this one without some marks on his face, without blood dripping somewhere. Oh. There will be blood, and Connor will be the first one to deal that out. That, without a doubt. All right, I think we, we pretty much – there's nothing else you can say about that one. Go ahead. I know you want to hit – I know you want to hit on NFL. Boy, oh boy, the NFL gets better and better each freaking week. I had a call in from Mr. No Show on here uh, earlier this week about the Cleveland Browns. No way. He even mentioned something. He mentioned something about a few years ago that the Browns are the type, uh, you know, that's that's that type of team that's going to sit there and they will toy with you. They will sit there and show that they're getting beat. But watch that in the long run, the Cleveland Browns are going to be that team to not fuck around with. They're the 76ers in football. Yeah, and that that's the thing. I The NFL has been so freaking crazy, especially with free agency. Um hey. The Jets? I I, I watched something not too long ago that the the NFL ranked all 32 teams and how good they did in free agency. Shockingly enough, oh, boy. Um, The Browns were I believe man what were they I think they're between 28 and 32 what uh, yeah I mean I, I feel that they they ranked them a lot lower a hell of a lot lower than what they should have been. Wow. Um, I mean, Jason Pierre-Paul gets traded from the Giants to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yep. Um, I did see that. Um, Dolphins. Let's see. The Dolphins. Oh, yeah, here it is. The power rankings for the free agency. I'm going to read these off to you, and I'm going to see your reaction on it because I, I just pulled up YouTube on my other on my other phone. And let's see what they got here. Number 32, the Indianapolis Colts. Obviously, they weren't very talkative. Uh, Cleveland, here, here it is. Cleveland Browns were ranked number 31. Can you give me a reason why? I... I mean, a lot of people that commented on it. Uh, oh, the a lot of people commented that they don't feel that Cleveland should have been ranked that low. I mean, I'm reading one comment on here that the Browns are going to be very dangerous this year. Taylor Landry and the draft picks. <laughs> I mean, I believe me. I mean, listen, I'm gonna go back months from now. And we're going to go back to the podcast. Hey, Sean called it. Because the Cleveland Browns are going to be some. Like I said, you know, 
watch out because I, I'm sorry, but the moves that they made in free agency this year were absolutely incredible. I, I, you know, you didn't hear very many. You didn't hear very many people actually talk about any other team except for the Cleveland Browns. Right. And when we did that podcast uh, and afterwards, you know, I, I started to pay attention. You know, holy crap, the Cleveland Browns are starting to make moves. I, I should have went to Vegas and bet or something on this. <laughs> I mean, um, but the NFL has published a which five teams have improved the most during this free agency period. I'm going to start from, let's see here, number five. Where are they at? Shockingly enough, the Los Angeles Rams. Wow. Did you get a couple of questions? Do you want to know why, though? Why? I'll tell you why the Los Angeles Rams ranked in there because not only <laughs> not only did they get some damn good defensive backs, but the names are Akib Talib and Marcus Peters. That's right. They got I told you they they got two cornerbacks. I forgot the names, but yeah. They got two great and they're great defense. I mean that that right there. I'm I'm glad they're both gone because they're both in my you know they're right there in the AFC West. Right, you don't have to see them no more. Exactly, I don't have to see them. Period. Um, number four was New York Jets. They just they just did apparently they did. They tried to pry away the number one pick from Cleveland, which was obviously no dice because they still have it. And um, number three, Cleveland Browns. I they did they did I told you, I believe you, man. Before you, I didn't believe you before you first said it, but. After free agency, I, I'm I'm on I'm on team now. And, and you see that that was the thing, you know. Uh, I'm sorry, but maybe uh, maybe I, I I need to do this professional. Maybe we should go into this professionally. Um, hey, and get our own show on ESPN, and uh, then I could get myself on TV, and I could have said it right there, then and there, and. See how people would have reacted then. We could have put you on with against Stephen A. Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs> um, you know, it, it still kind of raises some questions, though. Where do the Browns go with their draft picks now? I mean, obviously, you know, do you still get do you still get Saquon Barkley? Do you still get Sam Darnold from? You know, do you still get a quarterback and a running back, or do you just – I mean, what What do you do? You have to get a, they have to get a quarterback to the future. Tyrod is not the future. I mean, he's not going to last. I mean, you put someone under Tyrod Taylor. They got to get the Darnold. You, you put someone under Tyrod Taylor for a year, like Darnold, and, you know, you've got yourself a quarterback in the making. Yeah, I'd say they go uh, first. They got two. They got two good running backs already, with uh, with uh, Johnson uh, now Carlos Hyde. Yeah. Quarterback number one. You got the. They got the fourth pick. So are they still the fourth pick? Yeah. I believe so. So I think number two. Number two was Minnesota Vikings. Oh well, yeah. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Yeah, I'm just going to go ahead and skip that. <laughs> Number one was Chicago Bears. The Bears, listen, the Bears are going to, we were just talking about it at work today because we have a Packers and Bears fan there. 
And I think the Bears are going to beat the Packers this year at least one time. I mean, you have someone like Allen Robinson, the receiver that came from, uh, where was it, Jacksonville, I believe? Yeah. Or well, maybe it was Seattle. No, it was Jacksonville. I don't, I don't remember. Okay, yeah. You know, and then you got someone like Mitchell Trubisky, who in the offseason last year, he was really starting to, you know, he was really starting to show exactly what type of quarterback he is. And honestly, Mitchell Trubisky is the quarterback of the future for the Bears. I'm sorry, but this year, obviously, you know, rookie season, you're going to have some ups, you're going to have some downs. Trubisky had a down year, but he, he now knows uh, – he, he now knows football. He knows the NFL now. Right. So, pay attention to Trubisky come this year because I, I guarantee you, not only can the kid throw, but the kid can run. Yes. Agreed. I agree. And, I, I mean, I just watched something not too long ago. It was on Mike Vick. And all I can say is, Wow. <laughs> I, I I can't say anything else. I, I forgot how good that guy was. Oh. Um, oh. Making defenders miss, you know, running the ball, throwing the ball deep. That guy was – he was absolutely amazing. Oh, without a – And, you know, I, I guess being not only a good mobile quarterback, but at the same time having an arm – it's always good to be able to run the ball. And Mitchell Trubisky, he, he's that type of guy that if you get yourself a decent line, offensive line, give that guy time and let the defenders try and run him out of the pocket, you you have two you have two problems going at you right then and there. Trubisky's either gonna find the man on a short, short route. Or Trubisky's going to take off and he's going to run and get a first down. Agreed. So, either way, I mean, you know, he's going to be working in the offseason as one of, you know, as a starter quarterback. Um, I don't remember who they had. I don't remember who they had as a starter before Trubisky came up, but that starter got benched. Trubisky came out on the field, was named the starting quarterback, was named the quarterback for the future. And you give that time, you give that guy some time, and you've got yourself you've got yourself a pretty good quarterback in Trubisky. I, I honestly wish that, you know the Chargers would actually get a mobile quarterback, but not only mobile, but someone who can also run or throw the ball. Trubisky was – I got a good – I've got a good quarterback in Phillip Rivers, but he's getting old. Right. <laughs> Trubisky, if you remember correctly, the Bears signed Mike Lennon to a big contract, and Trubisky took that job from him. And you see that, that's another thing with Trubisky. He, obviously, rookie season, he comes in the midseason. He, he's not really the type of guy that you would think that, I mean, he had no one to learn under. Right. So, he, he didn't have a quarterback to learn under. He, he was basically going in there. Blank, blank head, not knowing what he was doing. Obviously, you know, he played college ball. Every quarterback plays college ball, but NFL is completely different. You got seasoned veterans who are fast, who are smart, who know the game of the NFL. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. We've had quarterbacks come out of college that came out as a starter. Peyton? Peyton Manning. Well, not uh, the wrong time got. Lucky to be put in. 
Yeah, Andrew Luck. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt Ryan. Sam Bradford. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. I mean, you got those big names out there now, but look how they play now compared to when they were in their rookie season. Exactly. I mean, you got Matt Ryan going to the playoffs. Ryan. You got your. I mean. Ryan Tannehill was a rookie when he came out. He was, and he only played college. He only played for eight games or nine or 10 games or something like that. And, and that, that's the thing with these new rookie quarterbacks coming in. I really do feel that they're going to make an impact. Any rookie that comes out of college this year, I feel like they're going to make an impact. Uh, we've already talked about this before, but the draft, um, the draft class, they, they really showed their true colors this year. I can't wait. And, and once the draft pops up, I, I'm – oh, my gosh, I can't wait to see who's going. First round, first pick, you know, even second, third, fourth, all the way down to 32. I don't give a damn. But it's gonna- the fact is, is that this is going to be one exciting draft – and it's going to be an exciting NFL season because I'm going to tell you now, I'm going to keep my eye on those Browns just for a little bit longer. I know you. A little bit longer. I know you are. I know you are. Because if every okay, so say say this, say they do magically go nine and seven. I come next year. I'm going to Vegas. I'm going to put a thousand dollars down on something, and I'm going to go and make a bet. Why not? If they pull out. One hell of a season. And if they go higher than nine and seven, I mean, I said they'd go, what, 10 and six? Yeah. But nine and seven, I'm going to stick with nine and seven. I'll possibly go to eight and eight. Who knows? But only time will tell. And I want to see how the preseason rolls for the Browns because not only are they going to have their starters, you know, first few minutes, but they're going to have their draft picks that they got out. You're going to get to see them play. Right. And if you see them play, they might have a starting position come regular season. They're not a joke anymore. And they definitely are not going to mess up a wet dream anymore. No, (laughs) definitely not. (laughs) Definitely not messing up a wet dream. That is for sure, my friend. Um, Let's see here, Alan. I think we covered it tonight. We have went almost a full hour. You're- what our podcast is normally meant to be. Yeah. Obviously, yeah. last week I was a little under the weather, and it felt like I was fixing to die. Yeah, I want to get you. Out. Uh, I know you were. You sounded really bad. Yeah, but I, you know, sick or not, I'm going to be on this Mid South podcast every single Thursday night, covering sports left and right with my. My buddy here, our topic. Um, I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna miss it because we have started something. We've been on a roll with it, and we're gonna continue to roll with right. it. And who knows? Maybe one day we will meet up. I might take a little trip down to Florida sometime this summer or something. Who knows? And, we'll, we'll, and we will do a live podcast right then and there. Well, you never know. Summer, if I could, if I could vacation this summer, I would have came to you. But can't no vacations during the summer for my job. <laughs> I was gonna say you got AC. You ain't you ain't going nowhere during the summer. We're locked down, blacked out. But hey, to all everyone listening too, man, if you have any, if you want to throw something in there, you want us to talk about something, let us know. Hit me or Sean up. We'll talk about it. Believe me, no problem talking about it. Any kind of sports. Hit us up. Any questions, anything you want us to talk about, let us know. And like I said, you know, Mr. No Show, he called in to me not too long ago and asked, and he talked about the Browns. Um, Not only did he talk about the Browns, but he also talked the fact that NCAA football, if it wasn't for NCAA football, the NFL wouldn't be shit. Right. And I totally agree with him. Um, Without NCAA football, you're not going to get you're not going to get exciting NFL. And um, 
I mean, that also ranges down, you know, without exciting high school football, you're not going to have NCAA. You're not going to have NFL. Exactly. So it all ranges down. You know, it keeps going down. It, it works its way down in the ranks instead of working its way up. Right. And that's the thing that we're trying to get to our listeners, that if you want us to talk about something, go ahead and call in. Call in, you know, to the Al Topic show. Uh, tell them you want to talk about, you know, hockey. He'll dig in on hockey for a little bit and make that his topic for the Thursday night podcast. And the same goes for me here at 8-Bit Barstool. You guys go ahead and call in. Uh, we can publish your guys' call-ins on the episodes, on the podcast. And uh, get your guys' voice heard. Obviously, you guys do your own thing around here. Your voice has been heard. Um, and that, that's the thing. You know, just call in. Give us a topic that you guys want us to cover. And we'll go at it for 20 minutes apiece. Who cares? I don't give a damn what it you is. see how we do, man. We don't, If it's a good topic, we're on it. And we have uh, been on this one for an hour. So You guys know the deal. You know how to get a hold of us, do it. Let's get you guys interacting. We want our audience interacting with us. Well, Alan, it has been a great time talking yeah. to you, man. I have to get some dinner started for my son. Me too. I'm glad you and uh, I'm uh this is getting better and better. I'm really enjoying this. Yeah, we're, we're yeah, every week we're crushing it better and better. Every week we're cr- we're killing it. We're destroying it, crushing it. We own this podcast. And um, enjoy the games that are going on tonight. I believe Loyola Chicago has already started playing. Oh. I'm going to probably check them out. Um, enjoy the games over the weekend. And I will talk to you next week whenever the brackets – Start to get a little bit more interesting. Yes, it will. Sean, you have a good week, brother. I'll talk to you. Alan, you do the same, man. I'll talk to you soon. All right, this is the Mid-South Sports Podcast signing off. 8-Bit Barstool, Sean, Al Topic, the Al Topic Show. We're out of here. You guys have a great week. See ya. See ya.